The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 244. Thursday, June 19th, 2014. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 244. I am Rob, you are Greg. Hello. And we have a very exciting uh, update for everyone. We do? Well, an, an, an exciting thing that we did. Exciting for us, maybe. I don't know for anybody else. If they're not there, it's not that exciting. So, May 8th, 2014. That was a while ago. May 8th, 2014, in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, Which is the... Car theft capital of the world. (laughs) I don't know about the world. Supposedly. Uh, So, yeah, Newark, New Jersey, the, the New Jersey Performing Arts Center... Someone who we've been talking about on the show for a while is Sixto Rodriguez. <laughs> Sixto. 
and we saw him live in Newark, New Jersey. Like I said, May eighth, twenty fourteen, was a Thursday night, and it, I I was very very excited about this. It was my first time in NJPAC, NJPAC, you know, which whatever, it's fine. Um, but also our first time, and and who knows, maybe only time of ever seeing Rodriguez uh, live, yes. live in concert. It's uh, he was part of my see them before they're dead tour. <laughs> yeah. So what ongoing. Did, well, yeah. What did you think? Well, um, I'm trying to remember now. <laughs> so they had an opening act. <laughs> who I, I don't think we we just kind of made fun of the guy the whole time. I don't know why. But. Corey Becker. Now, was that his name? Yes. Uh, it was this guy with the hipster beard and the skinny jeans and like no, some that's... some weird top hat thing and. Yeah, a little too hipster for me. Yeah, but I mean everybody's like that now. <laughs> uh, well, I hate that. I, I, you know, it was. Um, I just remember he he was he sang in that very um, kind of like uh, it's just hard to describe. It, it his his voice was that kind of like thing. It just sounds like he's like. You know, there's like crying, you know, it's like, <laughs> eh, eh. Very whiny. Yeah, it was a, whi- a kind of a whiny, uh, whiny, but I'm trying to remember what the guys. <laughs> well, I have the now. recording of it. Yeah, where? You still haven't given it to me. I'm going to. I forgot. What is so difficult about uploading a file? I forgot. I'll say, yeah, I, I bootlegged the entire concert audio. Yeah. Well, I was going to do it too, but then I realized that I put the wrong SD card ah. in the uh, recorder, so it um, it didn't have enough space. So anyway. Oh, incidentally, um, obviously you wouldn't have known this listening to the uh, the last episode, 243, which where uh, we, well, I discussed the uh, groundbreaking Breaking Bad show with our friend Frankie. Yeah. Uh, so while I was recording, remember how I was complaining in, at the chiller that the stupid recorder, which is essentially an updated version of the one you have, the Roland, uh, yeah, the Ederol. Yeah. They, well, no, this doesn't say Ederol at all anymore. Oh. Just Roland. Oh, all right. R dash zero five. But anyway, uh, remember how I kept saying after like fifteen minutes, it kept creating new files and I was like what the hell's going on yeah well there's some setting on here I found in in, in there called like split level uh huh and there was like as I was going through there was like three levels like level one two three I don't know what those meant <laughs> okay so as I was recording with him after a while we took a break for a second and I'm looking at him like why does this keep creating files after 30 seconds <laughs> What? You had like 1,800 files. Oh, I had like 70 audio files. To piece together. Yes. Wow. And Why? Uh, Why? Who, well, what, who would need that feature? I don't know. So then I, I started flat flipping through the settings, and I saw there was one setting. There's like, a le- again, level 1, 2, 3. I don't know what those mean. And then it said 1 gigabyte, 2 gigabytes. Oh. Uh. 
So I'm like, all right, let me put it on two gigabytes. And then after I did that, then we did like another half an hour, and it never stopped. My yeah, my recorder has a... It's not called split or level or whatever. It's just called maximum file length. Well, oh, that would have been fine if that's what it said. <laughs> I but it know. didn't. And split I ha- level. And, I don't know what that means. And I have, it's a, I have, it's a house term. Well, I know. But I have my maximum file size also set to two gigabytes. <laughs> Why not? Right? Well... I mean, even even with the pretty strong computer I have, once you get over a gigabyte, it takes a little while to save the file. It's kind of a pain. But yeah, it's true. Yeah, so I was like, "What the what the hell?" <laughs> if I literally had like fifty files. <laughs> I know. I mean, I didn't lose anything. No, but you have to sit there and and keep yes. copying and pasting them into one. Ridiculous. Yeah. No, so right. I've solved that problem. Good. So, so if we ever do another chiller or Comic Con or Ugh. or bookmark comic book marketplace or Ugh. whatever, then we'll, we'll have our dueling recorders. Yeah. So anyway, so that so I had issues there. I couldn't record the whole thing. I got just got some of his songs uh, at the Rodriguez took, concert. Yes, yeah, took a couple of short videos, some pictures. Um, yeah, your your pictures came out very good. Yeah, very good zoom. Well, except for the fact that if you try and zoom in on the picture that it's taken, it's like a pastel painting. Well, that's why you don't zoom in on the picture. I, I still don't know what that is. I'm te- it's the noise reduction. I'm uh, telling you. Turn it off. But at a normal, at a normal, you know, viewing size, yeah. like a like a four, like a six by four or whatever, they look incredible. For a point and shoot camera, we were all the way up in the third tier. They look incredible. Yeah. And I didn't use flash. I know it came out really, really good. And the, the the zoom on that camera is fantastic. Yeah. So anyway, um, so so what'd you think of the concert? Well, I mean, I liked it. You know, I I I, I love Rodriguez and his music. And um, what were your impressions of Rodriguez? Well, live in person. I mean, again, he didn't. There were no surprises there. I mean, I I've, I've watched enough of his concerts on youtube and stuff like that that i pretty much knew what he was going to do <laughs> i mean you know, even a lot of the um a lot of the little sly jokes that he tells one-liners i mean i knew them all already because i <laughs> heard them before so he recycles jokes yeah he's a recycler yeah so um which i guess is better than what he did in the 70s where he sat there with his back to the audience, <laughs> and some crazy communist, re- uh, you know, uh, opening the show. Um, so yeah, I, I really liked it. Um, really, there was only like one song of his where it seemed like his voice wasn't up to the task. Okay. Let's say I, I forget which one it was. One of the early, the first ones that he did. Um, where he was a little bit off, but the other ones, I mean, he was right on. Yeah. And um, although I don't know why he's he's done this for a while, I don't know why he insists on playing uh, Louise, Lucille, Lucille. That's Lucille. That was an interesting <laughs> choice. <laughs> I mean, it was funny. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> a, a it was a a good effort. <laughs> but. Yeah, that's yeah. it's definitely a, a a very young person, like a young rock person's song. 
not a yeah. not a seventy one year old's screaming, you know, <laughs> trying to scream the vote. It was like, let's see. <laughs> You know he's you know he's he's playing his his typical stuff and it's nice yeah. and mellow and and very nice and it was great yeah and then and then so it's like so like one song ends and it's like you know again like just acoustic style some drums some guitar or whatever well yeah, yeah but then it, it didn't seem like he knew what song they were gonna do next it's like well he never pulling, pull, wow he should <laughs> set list come on he's seventy one uh, he's a solid seventy one. I'm a savage 71. <laughs> but anyway, so, so you know, like, nice, peaceful song. It ends, the audience claps, and then, you know, they're like, the audience gets quiet. So it's pretty quiet because he's, like, off mic talking to his guitarist, what's there, like, yeah. what, what song comes next. So it's, like, pretty quiet in there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> Oh, Lucy! Yeah, <laughs> I think because like you know, every time he paused, people would just start screaming. No, well that, but I mean, into the microphone, like yeah. coming out of the. It was like whoa. Yeah, and it, it it, and then at one point, his guitar. He thought his guitar. I I don't. I didn't think it was out of tune. But he, you know, it took him forever to tune the guitar and. He probably just needed a break, to be honest. I don't know. Because, again, I've seen concerts of him on YouTube yes. the past couple of years, and he does that in every concert. Oh, he does? Yeah. Uh, maybe it's just a <laughs> part of the act. I think so. But anyway, so 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 whatever. After this, this hipster opening act, <laughs> um, Cory Booker... Uh, Cory Booker? He, um, so Rodriguez came out and his band had to walk him out. Yeah, like I said, he has bad glaucoma, so he really can't see very well. But the weird thing is, they're walking him out and they're holding his arms and he's all hunched over, like he could barely walk. He's hobbling over there, all hunched over. And like, oh man, this guy's in really bad (laughs) shape. 
But then, you know, they started playing the music, and he's up there, like, per standing up straight ah. and tall and, like, dancing around and getting into it. And then after, yes. for, like, you know, what was it, an hour or something? And yeah. then and then, and then then they're finished. Yeah. And then the band has to, like, come back, and then all of a sudden now he's all, like, hunched over again yeah. and can barely walk. And then they're going to bring him back out for the encore. And I'm like, why... He just stood the entire concert dancing around all peppy and, like, standing up straight, and it, it didn't make sense to me. I don't know. It was like a James Brown thing. Maybe. But anyway, so he came out, and which that in and of itself was awesome. It was like, oh, my God, it's Rodriguez. I can't believe we're actually seeing this guy in person. Yeah. And then, and the first he opens up. This was this was unbelievable. He opens up with "Climb Up on My Music." Yes, and it sounded oh, it sounded so good. And his voice for a seventy-one-year-old and and who who made these recordings back in 1970, 71, You know, forty what was it forty something years ago, forty-three years ago. I mean, he he's sounded almost exactly the same. It was crazy. He struggled with a couple of the high notes throughout the concert, but I mean, other than that, and the weird thing is, if I go on YouTube, right, he has those concerts that he did, like, in the late 70s or early 80s. Okay. Um, and, because he had, there were a couple of live albums that were released, I think, in Australia around that time. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I don't, I don't know if they had live albums, maybe they there did. There was, yeah, there was. So. Well, he did, he did two concert tours in like 79 and 81 of Australia. Yeah. And so and, if you go on YouTube And then again in the late 90s. The late South Africa. The late yeah, the late 1990s, but the weird thing about those concerts is I assume it's not the recording. I assume this is how he performed it, but like what most uh what most musicians do when they get older is that they're singing their songs but they lower the pitch. Yeah. Or the, the, the key of the songs that they don't have to struggle with the high notes. Yeah, or they slow it down or yeah. something. So in, in those concerts that he did back then, I'm like, ah, he lowered the pitch, whatever. But at this concert now, and and, and the, the more recent concerts that I've seen on YouTube, he does it in the original higher key. Mm. Which I find very... It's like, wait a minute. You, were, you had lowered the pitch like... 20 years ago, 15 years ago. Now you put it back up. You're older now. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, um, you know, the thing is, like, when he went to Australia, I'm thinking way back then, you know, 30-something years ago, maybe the uh, the band he was playing with, that's just how they played. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> so it, I, I'm, I'm glad he did it in the original keys because it was just like the record. 
you know, the, the two albums and I thought it, I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. I was just so excited and I, I thought it sounded great. Sugar Man and I Wonder and, and all those songs. Uh, well, yeah, uh, I mean, there, I was surprised there were a couple of songs that he did Cruci- that I'd never even heard of. He did Crucifier, you know, like he did all the, yes. the big, you know, Crucifier Mind and, and all the one. But yeah, well, it was a few we left off. Yeah, there was a couple, but yeah. I wanted he did... to hear, like, Street Boy didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. He, um... Uh... But there were a couple of songs that he did towards the end that were, were like, what are these? So they... I don't know if they were new songs or what they were. I don't know. I mean, they might have been covers, but I didn't know what they were covers heard of. Them. of or, no. Yeah. But anyways, I, I thought it was very, very good. And I'm, I'm very glad that we went and... Yeah, and then and and then you know he did the 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 song that he usually ends with which is um thank you is it thank you for your time or is <laughs> and I'll for, thank you for, and no thank you thanks for your time and you can yeah. thank me for mine for, it's called for, forget it all right forget it yeah forget it yeah so so he did that song which is normally what he ends with yeah um and so we're kind of like oh okay that's it <laughs> <laughs> and so he, you know, he, he sl- you know, kind of slinks off the stage again. The lights go down, or um, or lights stayed down, or whatever. And you know, after like five minutes, and and um, then he comes back out. Yeah. And he did like another three songs. Yeah. It was very good, very, very exciting. I'm glad that we went. I'm glad we got to go and experience Rodriguez live in person. And Esteban, who I know he's into Rodriguez, but no, he isn't. Esteban, <laughs> I thought he was into Sugar Man or whatever. No, he just likes making fun of the uh, like the lyrics or something. No, 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 no. It's, it's very good, but you know we always get mad about how Esteban gets to go to these these conventions in Florida and meet all the like all the old Transformers voice actors and comic book artists and, and all yeah. all those kinds of people. Well well we did something he won't get to do and we saw Rodriguez. Nah. Well he could see him. He certainly comes out of Florida. So there <laughs> Okay. It was very, very good. Yeah, by the way, um our friend Frankie um Back in the late 90s, he did something. He was working at Marvel, I think, in New York. Okay. Um, I forget what he, he saying. He did something there. With um, me? No, he was long gone. Stan Lee, the man. Um, Nuff said. I have another Stan Lee story, though. But so <laughs> he was telling me about that uh, the other day, you know, while we were hanging out. And he goes... Uh, he goes, yeah, you know, I was working for Marvel and doing something or other for this, uh, for Jose Delbo. Okay. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, I know that name. That's the guy, this guy, Jose Delbo is, um, I guess he's an illustrator, right? For comics. Yeah, artist. Yeah, and he worked on the Transformers uh, comics and all, <laughs> many others. And Esteban loves this guy, and he's had him, you know, interviewed for his podcast, which has now gone dormant. Oh, his um, whole his whole blog has nah, gone dormant. Well, he's on Facebook. Did he retire? No, nah, he just posts everything on Facebook now. Ah, it's a Facebook. Come on. <laughs> well, too bad. Anyway, um, 
So he always, you know, because I guess this guy he must live in Florida now. So he he's at like all of the the shows down there, all the toy shows and the comic book shows. So uh, yeah, so our friend got to work with uh, what is it, Delbo. Um, at some point, our friend so, who? So, Frankie. Frankie, I invented Frankman. He throws Frankfooters at the evil doers and chokes them. Um. Yeah. So, the story I was going to bring up about uh, Stan Lee was, um, I think we talked about this on another episode. Where remember we went to the that comic book? Well, it wasn't even a comic convention. It was like a comic book dealers convention, like a dealer show. Oh, the trade the show, diamonds or whatever. Yeah, Heroes World. Heroes World. Yeah, that's what it was. In the, in the in the mid nineteen nineties. Yeah. Like what was it and like? It, was, it had to have been what nineteen ninety three. Yeah, like ninety three. Where we just walked around and stole everything <laughs> and put it in duffel bags. Well, yeah, I mean, I was. <laughs> we talked father, about that. Yeah, my father owned the baseball card store, and that's where we, him and this other guy that we knew. Um, he uh, he would sell. He would like do the the baseball card shows and sell stuff. So like the two of them would go there. And to, to get all the promo cards. Right. You know, from all of the um, the dealers. And we would go on, like, the last night of the show. Let's say it was three nights or something. We'd go on the last night because we knew that, oh, yeah, now they don't need this anymore here. And so, like, at the end of the night, you know, they'd all go off to have dinner or something, you know. And um, they just leave those stuff on their table. And <laughs> we took it all. And, yeah, wherever we just take it. We'd just take it all. And I think the only one that got... They were a little annoyed was... There was not comics, but it was the, the the people who were selling the clear plastic uh, video game cases. Yep. You know, for like the NES, Super NES, uh, Genesis. Yep. And I just remember you, you taking like tons of them. Well, they were there on the table. I know, but I'm like, what are you going to do with these stupid things? <laughs> I, just, I think I gave them to you. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, we took... So anyway, that, and, and Todd McFarlane was there, and uh, he was... He We tried to get an autograph we poster. Did, we did get an autograph. We did. Uh, we don't have them anymore. <laughs> nah, I threw mine out. Um... It shows how and, much I care. I threw it in yeah, the garbage. And he, uh, oh, you threw it in the garbage? Yeah. Yeah. What was I going to, I mean, come on. I'm going to put it on eBay? Like, yeah, well, it didn't exist. I mean, it I didn't exist it our, back then, but even if I had saved it, like, who's, yeah. who cares now? I gave it to our, our friend. CC. Yeah. <laughs> CC DeVille. Um, yeah, so, and we tried to get the autograph, and he was really like annoying and he kept making us ask questions <laughs> yeah we talked about that we yeah, talk, actually so, we talked about this pretty recently yeah i know in a recent so, episode right so i was talking about it with my father like recently and he's like and i'm like yeah i'm, I'm trying to think i can't remember like who else was there and like tom mcfarlane was there and he's like yeah all these comic book people were there and I'm like, was Stan Lee there? He's like, oh, yeah, he was there. I saw him what? all the time. <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> yes. No, he was not. Yes. We didn't see Stan Lee. You wouldn't even know who he was. <laughs> we would. Maybe. 
So wait, so so when we stood in line at New York Comic Con a couple years ago, yeah. for or whatever it was last year for Stan Lee, that was actually the second time we met him. Well, I've met him before at the previous New York Comic Con, but yeah. Oh man. Maybe. Maybe yeah, potentially. I don't know. I'm sure he was there. What? I mean, I think like everybody was. This is why we'd like to. Unfortunately, I don't know anybody else who went who knows anything about comics. Go back in time and and revisit that. No, but like the guy who went with us the one time, he's a lawyer now, but he he, he really didn't care about comics. Well, none of us did. So he wouldn't have known. This other guy that we, I, I, you weren't there. I brought. He came with us another time. Um, he was all into cards, and the customizable, you know, the customizable card games, uh, like Magic, the Gathering. Yeah, yeah, he was into the Star Trek ones. Uh, so anyway, but anyway, he um, he had no idea. He didn't care about comics, so he wouldn't have known. So yeah, I mean, he could very Stan Lee could very well have been Stan Lee, you know, Jack Kirby, uh, maybe uh, Siegel, you know, the guy who created Superman. What? Why oh, not? Man, Bob I mean, Budiansky, oh, oh, right? Oh, I'm sure he was there. Jim Shooter. Most likely, yes. I mean, they were still at Marvel, probably, at the time. Wow. Yeah, Larry Hama. Man. Neil Adams. Oh, well. I mean, I you know, it, it would have been cool, but oh, well. Right, but I mean, you know, thinking back on it, we wouldn't, we didn't have a camera with us. No, this was way before digital cameras and digital recorders and anything like that. Yeah, I know, but you wouldn't need a digital. You could have had a regular camera, 35 millimeter. Yeah, and make a print and then save the print and hope it stays safe for 20 years later before you can scan it. Yeah, but I mean, I used to put all my my pictures, I would put them all on the album, so they're all fine. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, like I used to bring, we used to go to the, not you, but my father and I, we, we used to go to the New York Yankees Fan Festival which was in New York and they'd have the players and the and the the uh, past players there and all and you know yeah I would get pictures with like the big the big names even though they wouldn't let you they'd be like no pictures nah. but yeah I mean back then it wasn't as important to take pictures like the whole selfie thing the whole selfie slash marked out thing uh really <laughs> really hadn't started and so you know there really wasn't uh, a lot of um you know big pictures i think back then it was more about the autograph yes yes the autograph was definitely more important it's funny um you we we talk about it you know i watch a nascar mm-hmm. racing and what a lot of their drivers are are being told now by their marketing people is that because normally, you know, they would go up to this, like, gaggle of fans, and, you know, behind a fence, and they sign all their autographs. Yeah. And what they're saying now is that people more and more don't want the autographs. They want a selfie. Right. Well, a, a, a photo with the person. Yeah. Yeah. A picture with them. I know. So, yeah, that's like, that's like uh, the new thing. So, yeah. So, um, Rodriguez. Yes. Now we have a celebrity, somewhat of a celebrity death, Uh-oh. involving Rodriguez. Oh yeah, it's true. It's true. Just, just not Rodriguez himself. 
Uh, what was the guy's name? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could pronounce it. <laughs> the so anyway, the the searching for Sugar Man uh, director Malik Benjalul. Something like that. <laughs> Swedish guy. It was uh, it was in May 2014, right? May, May yeah. 14th. 13. May, th- May 13th? May 13th, 2014. 36, 36 years old, right? Yeah. Killed himself. Why? He found <laughs> Sugar Man. He could... He's his... His life... Maybe he thought his life was complete now. He could end yeah, it. Yeah, so it's... So yeah, he killed us. We we have a lot of celebrity deaths, actually. Anyway, so yeah, so um, so this guy, uh, yeah, this guy's dead. Malik. So um, or is it Malik? Malik, I don't know. Whatever. Malik. Uh, born. So so this other person who's born July eighth, nineteen thirty, died May eighteenth, twenty fourteen. 83 years old, popular singer from the 1950s and 1960s, Jerry Vale. Yes. Dead. One of the... the God. So, uh... Serious. <laughs> He's dead. He's dead, Jim. Yeah. yeah. I think as we're, we're, we're recording this, this may be, the, I think, the anniversary of the, uh, the death of DeForest Kelly. Oh, really? I think. I think he died in June. I don't know. Nimoy was tweeting about it. June 11th, 1999. Alright, so we're not quite there yet. Mm. Anyway, um... Yeah, Jerry Vale. Uh, his real name was... Uh... Gennaro Vitaliano. <laughs> Born in the Bronx in 1930. Bronx. I guess that was a very... Uh, a very Italian ethnic uh, name, yeah. yeah, a very Italian neighborhood back then. Oh, oh yeah, sure, it still <laughs> is. That, yeah. I believe that area of the Bronx there, I think it still yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, he was one of the old uh, crooners. Uh, and I'm yeah. looking at his uh, chart positions here. Uh, Can't say that these really uh, ring a bell. Nah. Next. Uh, another one is a big one for us, kind of. Really? Born October 26th, 1942. Mm. Died April 29th, 2014. Ah, yes. 71 years old. He played Eddie Valiant. Eddie Valiant! In Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Bob. <laughs> Actually, and also Mario. And yeah, oh Super God. Mario Brothers, the movie. Oh God! Are we gonna leave? Are we gonna is, is, is give him the obituary, including the Mario Brothers movie? <laughs> How could you not? Terrible. Uh, Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Wasn't he British? He was British. Yes. Bob Hoskins. Well, when he did American, when he played like an American, he would do like that New York accent. <laughs> that I guess was probably a lot easier for him to do. Well, also in in uh, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, he barely spoke. 
what? Right? Like, he wasn't, he wasn't, like, Roger Rabbit was the one constantly blabbing. He would just, like, have the, you know, like, shut up. No. Come with me. Come with me. No, he didn't. Dolores! If you rewatch that movie, you will realize how little he spoke in that movie. Well, he spoke a lot. <laughs> well, Christopher Lloyd didn't speak that much. Nah, well, he was just at the end. <laughs> the judge. I did, Judge Drew. Yeah. I want to jump the pan on your brother! So let's see, Bob Hoskins was in Pink Floyd The Wall. Ugh. 1982, <laughs> Brazil, Mona Lisa, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, yeah. Mermaids, well, Hook. Uh, most people, yeah, most people remember him from one one movie is at Hook, yeah. in which he was Mr. Shmee. Right. Um, Super Which, Mario. by the way, by the way, one of his last movies was, um, or one of his last appearances he was in the uh, TV show, or was it a movie, Neverland? TV, the TV movie. It was English. Okay. English. Uh, I mean, it played on. It was a. Oh, okay. It was a miniseries. It played on the Sci-Fi Network, but it was a British um, production. Uh, Neverland. It was something. something it was. You know. It was like it had to do with Michael Jackson's house. No. And you know what that is? No, that's ignorant. I only got two nose jobs. So I don't know what it. Some kind of Peter Pan thing, but he he. Um, reprised his role as Smee in that movie. Mm. He was also in Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah. He was in... Uh, well, before then, he was in, you know, going all the way back. Um, in Super Mario Brothers, uh, Nixon... Son of the Mask. Oh, come on. Which he was nominated for an award. Did you know that? Not a good award, I'm sure. <laughs> the Golden Raspberry Award oh, for Worst Actor. Mine. Uh, he was in Made in Manhattan. Ugh. He was in... Um, what was the other one? Uh, Spice World. Oh, these are all, like, <laughs> cameos. Well, it's not my fault. No, well, the big one... The big one that people know him for was uh, what the heck's a, the British uh, movie? Uh, Spice I was World. A, oh, <laughs> uh, the long. I think it was a Long Good Friday. I think that was the one that. Uh, oh yeah, so that was a. It was a movie. It was like a gangster movie with a Helen Mirren. Mm. That was nineteen eighty. Yeah, it was. It's very uh, highly acclaimed. One of these days, I'll, I'll uh, get around to seeing it. Very highly acclaimed. <coughs> Bless you. Wait, one more. No, wait. Ah, you gotta pinch your nose. Mm. All right, it went away. All right. So anyway, so that was Bob Hoskins. I love Bob Hoskins. I know. Well, I'm just, I'm not it's terrible. I know. I said it was a big one. <laughs> um, and then the last one for this episode. Actually, no, no. We'll whatever. Okay. No, you know what? One more for this episode. Because you we just said that. We hated this person. <laughs> oh no. Born April fourth, nineteen twenty eight. Died May twenty eighth, twenty fourteen, eighty six years old. Yeah. My Angelou. <laughs> 
Maya Angelou. Actually, we had to read the stupid book in in eleventh grade English class. I know why the caged bird sings. It's not even about a bird. That's tenth grade. Was it tenth grade? Well, whatever. One of those. Yeah, tenth grade. Maya Angelou. You know the funny thing is, we were. I was talking to some of our high school friends on Facebook about it, um, because our teacher, Mm. Mrs. Ellis. That's why I'm doing that voice. Yeah. Mile Angel. She had like this fake southern accent or something. Our, <laughs> well, our teacher. Was, well, she was from Kentucky. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know how she wound up in New Jersey. I am related to Axel Rose. Really? Like, no, you're not. That's not even his. It's like, because my grandfather's last name is Rose. We're like, but that's not Axel Rose's real last name, you idiot. It's not? No. Um. Uh, yeah. So, uh, she was real. She was terrible. She, like, it would take her forever to grade tests and stuff. She would make up these excuses, and then she would all. She'd always invite us every like Wednesday night to the to the bar. Why don't you all come to the Barnes and Noble? We'll have a reading. <laughs> We're like, uh, uh, no, uh, no. And it was always the same two girls who would always go. Sorry, I, 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 I have to correct myself because yeah. at the time we knew that Axel Rose's real name was Bill Bailey. That's his name? Yeah. Oh, that's a terrible name. But now I'm looking on Wikipedia and he was actually born Bill Rose. Ah, so she was right. But he was raised as Bill Bailey, whatever that ah. means. So William maybe- Bruce Rose Jr. So maybe she was related to Axel Rose. Do you know how many hillbillies there are with the last name of Rose? Maybe we owe Mrs. Ellis an apology. No, no way. No. <laughs> she lie constantly lies about everything and lied about everything else. So. Remember that one time that it was like the end of the march. So we had the four marking periods in the school yeah. year. And at the end of each marking period, the teacher would tally up all the grades for each student, and that would be the grade that be the, the the grade the student gets on his or her report card. Mm. So one marking period, she lost the grade book. Yeah. And the students are like, "Well, what are you gonna do? How are you gonna know our grade? Oh, I'll just make up a grade." Like what? No. no. <laughs> what do you make up a grade? That wasn't that wasn't even us. That was um, in senior year. We had a different teacher. We had a different teacher who would oh. mark a sh- zip five for every uh, misspelling on a sh- in a spelling sentence uh, assignment. Zip five. Nungio. Nungio. <laughs> Beowulf. We're going to watch Beowulf. No, no, no. The Canterbury Canter- Tales. Oh, my God. I got to look up on YouTube one day and find... Like the British production from the 60s of the Canterbury Tales. The worst, worst production of film I've ever seen. Worse than Super Mario Brothers? Oh, my God. Not even close. What? Not even close. Super Mario was bad, but at least I didn't fall asleep. Come on. Super Mario Brothers, you had the dinosaurs with the tiny heads. But then it's Hopper. In, in, in like, three-piece suits. It made no sense. 
I know, it was terrible. All, but, um, all I remember is this Canterbury Tales movie. Uh, the only part I remember is, like, one of the guys in, like, the pilgrim outfit, <laughs> like, got really mad, and he said, he was, he was like, I'm gonna fart on you! <laughs> you remember was that? Was it Monty Python? I, I don't no. know. It's like, hey, I'm gonna fart on you, Thomas Putnam. <laughs> and we, and then, you know, we after and that, we, we couldn't we, take it seriously. Well, the problem was, he would show us that, for like half an hour, and then the next half an hour, he would read the next section aloud. <laughs> and I would literally, I would be there, we, we would literally, the two of us, because I think we sat next to each other. Most of us in, the, in that class. We, we would we be would, passed out. Oh my god, we would literally sit there and take turns every five minutes whacking each other on the leg with like a book. <laughs> so that we couldn't fall asleep. It was, it was bad. Oh man. That was the Jeffrey teacher. Jeffrey it's awesome. That he was the teacher who said that that like he kept pestering us about modems and, oh, and printers. Yeah. And... This was in the infancy of the internet. This guy got on the internet so that he could read like Dictionary. dictionaries. <laughs> the, uh, you go to the he university. had a dictionary at home already. No, because he's like. You could go to the University of Wisconsin. They have a derivation website. It's a derivation of every word in the English language. Oh man! Don't yeah. care. I don't know. Is he is he retired? Oh yeah. I know. Is he still alive? I don't have no idea. Um, oh my god. Yeah. So <laughs> he was. Oh god. He was so boring. I mean, look, uh, I, I liked him, but yeah. there were definitely aspects of his class that I just could not stay away. It was so boring. And then, because his classroom was right across the, the hall from the lunchroom, and our period was during what, like one of the lunch periods. So this other nitwit who taught history, uh, we'll call him Z. I think we've actually told this story before. but Zamfini? Oh, no! <laughs> well, who cares? Yeah, so okay, what is he gonna sue us for uh, for yeah, libel or something? So he would. Um, We're just telling the truth. We're just like, uh, t- telling so, our stories. So Mr. Yeah, Mr. Zanfini would. Um, I didn't. This guy I, had nothing to do all day. So I, I never would, had him as an actual teacher. He would. Did he you would always? I had him one time in uh, in senior year for like one of the, the in senior year they didn't have a history AP. Uh, so they, there was no real history class. There was like these half-year courses that you could take it. And um, I forget what it was actually called, and I took that with him. And what I realized afterwards was that basically all the t- classes that he, he taught was all for like the idiots. Yeah. And so like I was in it and our friend Chris was in it. And, um, you know, we were normally in all like the higher, you know, the highest level classes. And so... He was, like, really shocked that... He's like, why are you guys in this class? I'm like, I don't know, we're in the class here. You know, it's history. And he... Because he, he's like, wait, I've never had anybody as intelligent as you guys. I usually have morons. <laughs> well, that but was, anyway, so... So he complimented you. Yeah, but then at the same time, again, this is somebody who... He would not accept... Um, uh, he would not accept... Like on again, there was no internet really at the time, but there was like the you know the Encarta encyclopedia like on CD. Yeah, he would not accept those as references in like in reports that we had to write because he swore that we would we were cheating. 
Which made no sense. Made no sense. I'm like, it's just a digital version of an encyclopedia or whatever. No, not that, that is cheating. So he was so obsessed with the cheating, even though everybody else in the class was a moron, that he would have to have the class at like once a week go into the library to do research. Oh, wait, oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so this guy would but show up. the problem is we would go into the library and this man who was the librarian uh, would have a fit. You're using any of the computers. would have a fit. Like, like, don't touch any of the books. You're going to ruin them. Wait. Don't touch the computer. You're going to ruin it. Don't touch the, the, the magazine. You're going to ruin it. Like, what are you... T get out of here. Yeah, he was an don't idiot. Don't touch the books. What are you, what are you an idiot? What, anyway, anyway. What's wrong so, with you? So uh, Zanfini would burst into this other class... Uh, while the, the teacher was, like, trying to teach, he would just burst in and start, like, yelling and singing and making fun of him. <laughs> but it was the only time we'd be awake. Well, he would completely disrupt the entire... Oh. <laughs> and then the teacher would be like, like this, this guy here is a charlatan. He's <laughs> <laughs> a charlatan. <laughs> charlatan. <laughs> and then, like, he would get rid of him and then, like... It would pretend like he would leave, and then we'd jump right back into the room and start pestering him again. It was kind of funny. Yeah. Anyway, so what the heck were we talking about? Oh, Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou. So, you know, the actual pronunciation is Maya Angelou. Oh, is it? But now here's the thing. Back then, we all called her Maya Angelou, but our teacher, Mrs. Ellis, actually called her Maya Angelou. Like, she said it correctly. Well, we, we couldn't like, understand her. We're with... like, no, 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 it's Angelou. What are you talking about? It's L-O-U, that's Lou. <laughs> I couldn't understand her. But I guess she, she had it correct or something, I don't know. But back then, this was, again, this is like 1994. Um, and they had just opened this gigantic Barnes & Noble up on the highway, which none of us had ever heard of before. Um, and in this gigantic Barnes & Noble, again, this is back at the time Barnes & Noble, they would open these massive stores. And it was so big that there was, like, whole sections of couches. Yes. You know, for the people to sit there and, and read books. And, again, like, every Wednesday night, she would be there with people reading books aloud. Out of It's like, no, thank you. And one time, I, I went to the Barnes & Noble that on the, on the night to get like a book for Christmas for somebody and I saw her like back there with like the same three or four <laughs> girls who were in our class and I'm just like and the next day I'm like why do you why do you keep going to this thing because they're trying to suck up I know but it's like this this woman has no she doesn't even know what the grades are now here was the grading story though as I was getting off topic senior year we had a different uh, teacher we had like the honors uh, English that you could also pay to get credits at Seton Hall University. Which, which I, we didn't do. No, I did. Wait, you did? Yeah, it was a total waste of money, because I didn't oh. go there. Oh, well, duh! I went to Rutgers, Come and they're on. like, man, we're not taking these credits. But anyway, so, um, yeah, it was a total waste. Um, but the, you know, the guidance counselors tricked you into doing it. So, um... Yeah, because they're so, probably in cahoots. They, they, they probably get some kind of percentage... Right. Anyway, so we, that was like an honors English, but it was like a joke. Um, and so there was an AP English, advanced placement. And an advanced placement course, 
you didn't pay any extra for the course, but then at the end of the year, you had to take the AP exam, which you had to pay for. Um, and if you pass the exam, then most colleges would accept that as credit. Yeah. So you wouldn't have to take that class. Anyway, so we were not taking that class because she had come into our junior English class with, he's like, I have a reading list for the summer for <laughs> AP English. And we're like, what? Like summer reading, reading during no. the summer? What? Out. Not happening. Now, here's the hilarious part was, you know, all of our studious friends, most of which were Asian, took the AP class. And, Why? But we're like, and we're look, like, look at them now. I know, but we're like, look, you're taking the AP class, but but the teacher is a buffoon, <laughs> right? Why? I mean, why are you doing this? So anyway, um, we're like, don't don't read. We're like, please do not read this on on. And so one of our a couple of our friends did nothing during that summer except read on this stupid reading list, and the hilarious part was. When they got to, you know, the senior year started and they got into that class, she didn't even remember what she, the, the list was. <laughs> it, was a, it was a waste. I know. Utter waste. I so know. What happened was that year was at some point, you're right, one of the marking periods, she lost, quote, lost her grade book. And so she had no grades. And she didn't have copies of the reports or whatever they had done. So she had nothing. Right. So she basically had to, like, make up the grades. So she basically made it up, and she didn't give, like, an A to some to a couple of our friends who would get very upset if they didn't get an A. And then they, like, they, they really, I mean, they really wanted to, like, murder her <laughs> for doing well, can that. you blame them? Oh, what an idiot. So here's the funny part was, I don't know if you remember this. Were you in my, no, you weren't in my class in, in sophomore year. No, I was in. No. I was in the first period. No, you weren't in that class. But I was in the class with uh, CC. Yep. And our other friend Chris and and all and um, and Bill. Nah. Yat yat yat. So, <laughs> I was in that. I was in the class, and so Ellis left the grade. She would leave her grade book like on a desk. And I, I'm almost positive that was the class that at the end of the year. Um, a bunch of us went up there and just changed the grades. In the book. <laughs> Might as well, right? And she never realized it. Why not? Yeah. Why not? We're like, hey, well, why? Yeah, why not? But yeah, what what a complete and utter moron. <laughs> uh, Is she still at the school? No, no. Retired. I don't. There is nobody left. I'll, I'll, I'll give you um, an example. Um, the middle school. Yeah. In our hometown, um, which we went to, God, how long has that been now? 92. 20-something years. Oh, man. 92. Yeah, like 90, 91, 92. So I looked at their faculty list. Hmm. And the reason I did that is uh, one of my friends uh, is a little bit younger than us. Uh, he's he's been on my softball team, so we're trying to we were organizing this team this year for the summer, and um, it's a co-ed thing. So he wound up getting like all these teachers, um, you know, men and women, and they're all like you know are they're probably most of them younger than us, 
And so, which is really amazing, you know, I would love to have been in middle school or high school with like all, when all the female teachers would have been like 28 or 30 mm-hmm. and not what we had. They were all like 60. <laughs> right. Uh, and horrible looking. But uh, so <laughs> I was looking at the faculty list, you know, just as, out of curiosity. And there is, I, I kid you not, there are two teachers who are still there who were there when we were there. I'm going to guess one of them. Okay. The clown. No. No? Nope. Not the clown guy? He may. They may have moved him to the high school. Oh, okay. Or something. I don't know where he is now. The, the, or maybe he's at a different school. I don't know. The part-time clown? System. Oh, God. What a dirtbag. So who's still there? Uh, the gym teacher with the toupee. Oh. <laughs> really? And the Italian teacher. No, he's... What? Yes. He's not 100 years old by now? Uh, he's probably old. I don't know. In he's that 70s. old. his 70s. No. No. Come on. Old. He was like 50 when we were there. No, he wasn't. He just looked at <laughs> What? How old was he? I, I don't... Then? Probably in his 40s. I don't know. So that means now... he If he was in his mid-40s then, that means now he would be in his late 60s. I don't know. That Maybe, that website know. has to be out of date. I don't know. <sighs> wow. Well, even if it's like a year or two out of date. Still, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, what happens? So wait, so where, what about like Spillane and Shane and Shapiro? Name dropping now. Silvera. Uh, those, first of all, Spillane, and this is the woman who couldn't remember anybody's name. <laughs> She was like 60 years old when we were there. Was she? No. She was old. She wasn't that old. She was like 40. No! What the? She just dressed like an old person. No, 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 no. She was at least. No, you're thinking of Slosher. No, she was old too. No, no. These, I'm telling you, they were at least 50 years old. What? Or older. Yeah, because they retired not much long after. Shapiro, she was ancient. This oh god, that woman was ugly. <laughs> this has turned into the bash our old oh, teachers man. episode. I hated that school. I gotta tell you, I just hated it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny, and you go from elementary school, which was always kind of chaotic and and yet fun, <laughs> and you get to the middle school, and you know you go from. See again, this is. I don't know if this is a case of other of other places, the country or the world or whatever, but you know, again, our our town, you had like six or seven elementary schools, and so they were all, but they were all very like secluded in the sense where, you know, you were you were in your own world in that school, so you had like wise guys and 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 all, you know, from each school. Yeah. And then you went to the middle school for seventh grade, and you took all of these kids who were nuts, and and now the hormones are starting and all that kind of stuff, and you're just throwing them all together. Yeah, it was crazy. That's <laughs> insane. Yeah, it was crazy. And um, God, I just remember it being so insane. You know, but but at the same time, we did nuttier stuff while in middle school that I think we ever did. 
It's just just craziness. Uh, yeah, with the janitors and the, <laughs> the everything. Yeah, you're right. I, I just, it was just constant constant. We had this game called High Impact, uh, where we would we would take somebody's book bag and throw it and see how far you could get it. And apparently that was there was a high impact when it hit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> And then we would, like, try and wrestle. And here's the thing was, you couldn't wear anything that wasn't, like, dark closing. Because then they would try and wrestle you and throw you down the hill so you get all grass stains. Yeah. And our one friend, he just kept wearing white jeans. We're like, would you stop wearing white jeans or just kind of keep throwing you down the hill? <laughs> oh, my God. Ah, oh, just such insanity. Anyway, so what were we? Oh, oh Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou is dead. Dead. What I else? know why the caged bird sings. So well, the whole thing about that that um, book and a lot of her work was that you know she came from this you know incredibly impoverished area in the South. And that, you know, as a child, she was, you know, sexually uh, molested by uh, people. And that was kind of, you know, that was a big part of the two, you know, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. And, you know, again, as like a 14-year-old, you're reading this description of this this child being raped. <laughs> right. And we're like, what does not, it have to do with anything? I know, but like, we can't. I mean, you're too young to really understand that. Like, I didn't get it. That's what I mean. It's like, what, what and, is and this? I'd be like, well, this is sick. It, yeah, it was very. Well, we, again, we've talked about this on, on PaunchStevenson.com, our show. Of course, the but, irony was I never actually read the book. <laughs> I think I think actually that one I did, and I remember nothing of it, but. As you and I have talked about here on the Paunch Stevenson show in previous episodes, it doesn't make sense to, like, looking back, it doesn't make sense that you're asking, starting all the way back in, like, sixth grades, like, 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds, even 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds. It doesn't make sense for people in that age range to read these adult books. Right. And the teacher's like, no, you have to read it. It's literature. It's classic. It's symbolism. It's blah, 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 blah. It's like, but we just, we, we can't relate to it. We can't understand it. No. You know, like, how's a 15-year-old supposed to understand a, a child being raped and, a, right. and and adultery and a scarlet letter and being an outcast? You know, it's like, it's just, I mean, we understand it, but not not on a level that we can we can really analyze the book and, and, and make... Uh, you know, make some kind of yeah. quality observations of the book and how it relates to society and blah. We're like, I, I, you know, the, our teacher is mm-hmm. asking us these questions. Like, you know, in in eleventh grade, we had to read this book called The Good Earth, and it's about like uh, these Chinese people and poverty, and they had to wait. Uh, and I'm just like, and, I actually and, read that book. I didn't it was, read it. It was, it was awful, and a moron teacher. She didn't. She did nothing with it. She totally forgot. She forgot we, we read the read book. It. But it's like, people, yeah, did, did, it's you, like, did you read The Good Earth? You know, And even, you just hear me screaming. We're like, what? What do you mean, did we read The Good Earth? But anyway, um, like even back in sixth, sixth grade, John Steinbeck, The Pearl, and it's about, yeah. 
I don't know, what, what was it about? Like, these Mexicans going pearl diving or so, something <laughs> no, like that. I don't remember. And and again, it's like the teacher's asking us these questions, and we're like, we're just like, we're 11 years old. We don't know. It's a guy who jumped in the yeah. water to find a, a pearl. I don't know. What is it? I got to tell you, I, I've just, I was never good with that stuff. Um, you know, like, back then when they would give you, like, those Iowa basic skill uh, test and then the, the HSPT and all that stuff. Yeah, the standardized tests. You know, part of it was I'd always do bad at the reading because you'd have to, like, read, a, like, a, a, you know, a chapter of something or other, and then you would... But it wasn't like the test was to see, like, how would you interpret it, which is, I mean, that's kind of an opinion, right? Yeah. And I would always do really bad. Like, I would never get the hitting meaning. It's funny, when I when I got to college, and I had this course where, again, it was like, you know, it was a required course, but the guy was like the same thing. The guy would, like, um, like, he showed us, like, a couple of old movies, made us read some old stuff, and, you know, you'd have to write about it. And he's like, he, he, he's like, um, he kept giving me like C's and I'm like, w what's the problem here? He's like, look, he's like, you write very well, you know, you don't make mistakes and all that, but he's like, you're just, you're just, he's like your arguments, you know, in terms of the interpretation, it just is totally off. He's like, you're just not getting it. And I'm like, well, isn't that a matter of opinion though? Like yes. uh, I'm giving my opinion. He's like, well, nah, you're just not getting it. And I was like, okay, whatever, dick. And, and uh, you know, and I was, was like, all right, whatever. I just took whatever he gave me there, C plus, and was like, eh, fine. Moving on. Jeez. So what, all right, next. All right, so um, real quick uh, here just to, to finish off the uh, the episode. A um, couple of uh, chiller theater uh, updates, in a sense. Okay. So uh, right after, you know, chiller... I don't think I said this on the air before, but, you know, normally, like, you, the pictures we took with the celebrities, you tweeted out to their to their uh, Twitter account, and they usually don't even respond, whatever. <laughs> right. So. No, actually, I, that's not true. Getty Watanabe is now following at ah, Punch okay. Stevenson. Cool. And, so, and, um, and Nicole Eggert, I think, favorited it, oh, and Priscilla please. Presley favorited my tweet. So, um. So I did it as well, and I sent a tweet out to Sean Patrick Flannery, and I was like, you know, and Sean I put in there, Patrick Flannery, yeah, one million dollars. Um, so right? you know, I put on there. I was like, you know, when I was a kid, I always wanted to to meet Indiana Jones or something like that, or be Indiana Jones. Well, I finally got to meet him. And I, you know, Sean, you know, at Sean Patrick Flannery, whatever his Twitter. I am was, Indiana Jones's father. Yes. Junior. Uh, so. Trebek. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he, you know, and then he re retweeted out. He goes, uh, he, it's something like, uh, yeah, and he's like, no, 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 cool to meet you, man, or something like that. I forget what he said. But here's the thing. Oh, and he also uh, followed me and oh, wow. favorited it and blah, 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 and did, did, you know, the whole nine yards. Now that was I, I got I got to look at my uh, my Twitter notifications here. Um, let's see here. When did I actually send that out? I think May first, or no, 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 well before then. Uh, oh no, no, he goes, "Nice meeting you, brother," and then he retweeted. It was April 29th. 
So, at the point that he did that, my phone, you know, which gets alerts if somebody retweets me or whatever, for like the next three days, was just constantly, my phone was constantly buzzing. <laughs> Why? Because, here's the thing, remember we talked about this ridiculous long line for Norman Reedus, right? Yeah. Well, because Norman Reedus and Sean Patrick Flannery were in the Boondock Saints movies, and I guess they're friends or whatever, um, you know, all of these people, these girls, basically, teenage girls who are, you know, infatuated with uh, Norman Reedus, um, you know, they all, uh, I guess, follow Sean Patrick Flannery. Why? So... Again, I guess because he's friends. <laughs> no, I don't. Whatever. No now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What, what is Norman Reedus in? He's in The Walking Dead. So why would all of these girls be obsessed with this zombie show? I don't know. That doesn't. Well, make and sense. and he has that kind of emo. Even though he's like forty something years old, he kind of has that like emo look. I just find it very strange that that teenage girls are obsessed with a a violent zombie show. Well, I, I don't know. Anyway, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, right. Doesn't my matter. point is, my point is, they all just started retweeting it and favoriting <laughs> your, it. Your tweet. And, uh, yes. Uh, oh my God, it was ridiculous. So that happened. And also, I didn't even realize this. I wish I had known beforehand. I would have asked him about it. But... Um. So Michael Paré uh, and one, you know, one of the um, one of the movies I liked that he was in with with Diane Lane was Streets of Fire. Mm. You know, way back in the eighties. I mean, um, so um, I didn't realize this, but uh, I guess it came out like you know on DVD or something. But he did basically like a unofficial um sequel to it called Road to Hell. Okay. And I'm sure it's terrible, but <laughs> I, I, I would have I wish I would have known that. I would have I would have asked him about it. Mm. Road to Hell. I gotta watch it. It's it's also very, it's not on it's like not on Netflix or anything, so I don't know where it is. <laughs> um so wait a minute. Streets of Fire came out in nineteen eighty four it was a rock and roll fable. Yeah. And then what was the sequel? Well, it's not really a sequel, but... No, but what was it called? Road to Hell. And Diane Lane was in that, too? No, no. Oh. No, are you kidding me? What, what? So, no, actually, the, the, the film was, was shot in 2008. And it, had, it was like an, you know, like an independent movie. And they released it uh, in 2008, like at some at the Alamo Draft House in Austin, Texas. Uh, but it really, you know, wasn't like given like a full release until 2012. Uh, oh, you that's... know. But I, again, I don't know where it is now or how I can see it. But anyway, um, yeah. So that was uh, something I wish I would have known. I would have. Uh, I would have said something about it. So this says it was inspired by Streets of Fire. Right, yeah, yeah. It is an action fantasy film. Yeah. 
Okay.